There is more to the walk to end Alzheimer's than just walking. Join the movement towards a brighter future for all of those affected by Alzheimer's. We are walking for 150,000 people in the state of Georgia this Saturday at the Battery at Truist Park. We would love to have you join us. It's actually happening in 20 cities around the state this fall and in 600 communities nationwide. If you want to join the Walk to End Alzheimer's and make a brighter future for all of those affected by Alzheimer's, go to alz.org slash walk. That's alz.org slash walk. We are closer than ever to stopping Alzheimer's, but to get there, we need your support. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Wednesday, November 1st, and I haven't said this all week, but we are recording these episodes at home. This week's episodes at home using backup backup equipment because our backup equipment got sent in for warranty service which i thought i timed perfectly because we were going to be gone for a week not our backup our at-home equipment right got sent in for warranty service which i thought i would time would be timed perfectly because because we'd be gone and i would expect it to have been back by the time we got back but no you know what this is actually good though because this is going to be um part of like what I do in the holidays, I'm going to do some YouTubing and the setup we have right now and the way that you hear it is a really affordable way to podcast at home. So if you're hearing this and you're like, oh, like that sounds really good. This is the setup that if you are just at home with a friend that you would buy. This is not the fancy setup. Right. Um, so it's really affordable. It's all in our Amazon store. Um, little plug. How'd you like that? Um, but I'm going to show everybody in November and December how to use the equipment if you're at home and you're like... I just want to play around with it. You can do it cost efficiently, and that's the way we're doing it today. And without taking up a ton of room. And without taking a ton of room, yeah. Um, Uh, So it's really nice. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful that Ellie, for the past week, has been loving Daddy. I will say that I would be okay if she took a day off of that right now. Everything is Daddy this week. But it's been so... Sweet. I need daddy. I want daddy. It's like the first time she's really done this. And I think it's just because she's spent more time with you. Ellie's kind of like a love the one you're with kind of kind of kid. So she doesn't really go through phases unless you're like with her. Like when I'm with her for days at a time or whatever, if Jeff's like working for a couple of days and he doesn't see her as much, then we're usually about mommy. But I think since I was kind of sitting out not for all of Disney World, but you guys got to do the rides together and all that. She is like all about daddy this week. Um, and it'll be funny to see how it goes uh, when she goes back to school and we're in a normal routine and I'm the one taking her to school and stuff like that. But uh, it is funny because the look in your eyes, you're like, I love this little thing, but also I'm so tired. I just want <laughs> of someone I calling just, daddy. I just can't you color with mama? <laughs> no. Like she gets her stuff out and she's like, let's color daddy. And I say, oh, I have to go upstairs and work. And she says, I'll come with you. And then packs up all of her coloring stuff. And the it's coloring. So cute. Yeah, it's so cute. But she colors for 30 seconds. Then she decides she wants to, quote, send some emails, which means sit at my desk on my computer and I open up 
Microsoft Word. Word. Yeah. And she types all the letters. Yeah. Which is, I, again, it's adorable. And the only thing that, it, that I'm sad about is except for a couple days ago when she wasn't feeling well, you got the greatest little sick baby I got cuddles. the greatest sick baby cuddles. And I was oh just over gosh. on the couch by myself. They could wait a minute. What about daddy? But when she's sick, she wants mama. Yeah, which is really cute. Uh, my name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for all of the beautiful changing trees in our neighborhood. Like, I feel like this, where we are in Atlanta right now, has been like the perfect fall. The trees are yellow. They're red. They are just gorgeous. And it brings me so much fall joy because you never know with Atlanta. Like sometimes we're in Thanksgiving in like shorts and t-shirts. And sometimes we get a really beautiful fall. And I feel like right now we are getting the beautiful fall that a lot of us love. We, okay, that could still happen because we, Ellie and I, Yesterday, what was the day that you were so sick? Yesterday, day before yesterday, like two days ago, yeah. So uh, that was when Callie had the the worst of, of this cold, and so she was just in bed, or she was bleh. So I, Ellie, and I went across the street to this park in shorts and t shirts, and less than twenty four hours later, I was digging around for a hoodie right. and a jacket. Yeah. To go to it's the Atlanta. same to go to the same park. Classic Atlanta. Yeah. That's how we that's how we roll. Okay, today we're gonna be answering. We got so many of the same questions about Disney and like FAQs and stuff like that. So we're gonna do um, our top most asked questions about the Disney trip and also about kind of like behavior things with having a toddler. Uh, I also have a very unpopular opinion about the Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears drama situation. We're gonna talk goop gift guide, but not for the reason you think, and then we're gonna do some random things and then and we're going to get out of here on this first day of November. So, wait, what was? Did you just tease the whole show? Yeah, I just teased the whole show. Are we? I'm mixing that, it up a little bit. Is that a thing we're doing now? It's not a thing we're doing now, but Carpool does it, and I love it because I'm like, oh, I know what's coming up. Like, you know. So it's a thing we're going to do. Now. It's fine. We're going to we test are. it out. I. It's something that I've wanted to do since we started, but you said it sounds too radio or something. I, yeah, I don't a reason know. You didn't like it. Anyway, so that's what we're doing. And now we actually are ha- going back to having more scheduled shows. Like, Look you at know, you. I know, right? So I wrote up the schedule. And I'm like, let's just tell you what you're going to get today on the show. Um, okay, so we have a lot of the same questions that we got over Disney. Jeff has not seen these questions, so um, he doesn't know what they are. But um, there were a couple of questions about me. Uh, like, did Callie feel the Disney magic because I, it was brought to my attention that months ago we both said before the Disney trip was even a thing that we're not really Disney people. And so I got a handful of questions from people asking, did I feel the Disney magic? Do you know what I'm going to say? Um, I think, I, I think you did. And I, I don't think I, I think you felt the Disney magic, and I think I felt it, and I think Ellie felt it, and I still don't think we're Disney people, Yeah, but I think we appreciate it. This is me guessing what you're going to say, but uh, I don't think I'm a... I, I would almost say this trip reinforced that I'm not a Disney person, Yeah, but I very much appreciate the magic that Disney provides. And I yes. look forward to going a few times over the next ten years or so. Yeah, with our with with, with our kids. Yeah, right. Uh, and then never going again. Yeah. 
I think the Disney magic, I love that there are so many people that feel good at Disney and like their cup is totally full and it's so like head to toe 360 magical for them. And I love that. Um, is it 360 magical for me personally? No. I mean, it's super fun. I love doing it as a family. I love seeing Ellie like connect the dots with the characters and stuff like that. And I think it's so cool. But I also am someone that feels like, you know, in my, I hope that Disney, what I hope for Ellie's life is that Disney is the start of a magical life for her um, and that she has so many magical experiences in her life that Disney is like a starting point. You know, I think we all hope that for our kids. Like we hope that is one of many magical points, one of many magical points. Like I feel this is going to sound so cheesy, but someone hopefully will understand what I'm saying. But I feel like magic in my life, I feel like, you know, taking my daughter to Disney with my husband, that was magic. I feel like marrying you was magic. I feel like getting to travel, that's been life magic for me. So it's part of magic, but I don't think it's, I don't feel like it's the only magic that's been in my life because I've been so lucky. And truly, I feel like our wedding day was more magical, but I feel like that's a good thing. You know what I'm saying? I think for, for for me, the magic is... Like you said, um, the I think what Dizzy does for me is it consolidates the magic, right? Into uh-huh. it's it's guaranteed magic crammed into a bunch of days, yeah, into a handful of days, right? So we go to the beach every year, and I will never forget the first time. Ellie sat on the sand and had the waves come in and tickle her toes. And, Magic. And seeing the look on her face. Yeah. And then the last time that we went, by the last day of the trip, Ellie was in the ocean with no fear, getting smacked in the face by waves, right. getting knocked on her butt and laughing. Magic. And, and I don't know what else, you know, there were, like on that trip, but there were probably a couple of magic moments. Yeah. Disney, there were 100 of them. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? There's uh-huh. 100, and and you certainly, you pay for that. There's a, right. there's a cost and an expense. But I'm with you. I hope that we are always able to provide magic moments that are going to be as expensive as Walt Disney World, mm-hmm. but also as inexpensive as sitting on the beach yeah, we're sitting in our by backyard our, watching the stars. Or yeah. the leaves changing. Right. Or going over to the to the park. And, right. Uh, um, we found mushrooms and Ellie was studying. She's talked about them for three days. She's studying them like she's a scientist. Yeah. She's looking underneath them, like poking them. And yeah. She thought they were so cool. So, yeah. Life uh, magic. That was, a, that was a good answer. Um, what was... Jeff's cry count. I did a cry count on Instagram. I never fully bawled, so I'm going to throw a flag on this. Well, okay, here's the thing. First of all, some people- I did at the very end. Some people thought that I was being mean to you. Why was it mean? By calling you out and making fun of you for crying, but I really wasn't. We talked about it on the show before we left. Like, I am a super hormonal pregnant woman right now, and for Jeff, I think, you know, this trip was really- 
special for you for multiple reasons. But one of them is that I feel like you get to relive a little bit of your childhood. 100%. Um, and some memories that you had with your mom who's no longer with us and like, you know, that kind of stuff so it was so special. So I feel like it was inherently more emotional for you from the beginning. And my favorite thing, which I really think I have lo- lost a little bit in the past few years um my favorite thing is providing and creating experiences and memories for other people yes and this trip was ex- was a bunch of experiences and a bunch of memories for you and for Ellie yeah and that's my favorite thing and also you're not making fun of me because i i'm a guy crier I cry. Yeah. And I, I cry love at that movies. You do that. I cry at books. I cry. I cry. I'm a crier. <laughs> and I love that you do that in front of Ellie too, because I think it's cool for her to see. I tried not to though, because she was so, she did not understand. I was trying to explain to her what happy tears were. Yeah. And that I would probably have happy tears the first time that we saw Mickey Mouse. Yeah. And she, she couldn't, she was like, why would you cry, daddy? Like, she didn't want you to be upset. Well, the last thing I want to do is start crying in front of her and then have her think, oh, gosh, I'm going to hurt daddy's feelings if I hug Pluto. Right, right. Um, But, yeah, the last night was, like, super emotional because we had, like, a perfect trip. And then we were walking out. We were at Epcot, which is, like, this huge – I mean, it's a park, but there's, like, this stereotypical, I mean, thing that you think of when you think of Disney. It's Cinderella's Castle and the Epcot Ball. At least, like, that's what – you know, I think of, and it lights up and stuff like that. And of course, because it's Disney, they have a soundtrack. So we basically had like a soundtrack walking us out of the park on our very last night. And Jeff just like lost it. It was, it was timed so perfectly because when, and this is accidental, but when we left Walt Disney world, our plan was to stay on the last day at magic kingdom until 4 PM, which is when their Halloween party started. So we wanted to leave the park. AKA it got really busy. Yeah, that's when it got really, really busy. So we happened to get in to meet Mickey at 345, which is right next to the exit. Mm -hmm. Then we go over to Epcot because it was the Food and Wine Festival, which we didn't know about. Which is great because they have – it goes on for like a month or two, something crazy like that. But in every – quote unquote country that they have in Epcot, they have like a tasting menu of different things. Um, and for the like food fif- is great. For 15 bucks, you can get, you know, four bites of something. So Callie and I got something in every country and split yeah. it. It was great. And as we were leaving, they were starting their evening light show. So the soundtrack was playing and they illuminated the ball in different colors as we were walking underneath And Ellie it. goes, look at the beautiful lights, daddy. And Jeff just like lost it. <laughs> I'm going to lose it again <laughs> thinking about it. Uh, so what was the cry count according to you? The cry count was 19. Okay. Your cry count was 19. Mine was people were like, well, what was yours? Because they thought I was being mean to you and picky on you. Uh, mine was three, I think. Um, and a lot of it wasn't even about Ellie. It was like about you. And I love when you 
there's a lot from your childhood that you don't remember, I think, because like your mom got sick when you were little and like that kind of took over a lot of your core memories. So when you find memories and you did when we were at Disney World saying, I think I've been here with my parents and I came here with my mom and and you like kind of lit up your brain and you started remembering things. And that's a really special thing for me because I know that those memories don't come easily to you. And it's really cool to have you remember parts of your childhood that probably a month ago you didn't even remember. Right. Um, and that's a cool experience for me. And that's what makes me emotional um, is you experiencing things, you know, as a kid again. Here's the um, definition, not really related to the crying thing, but I thought I th- thought of this um, because the, the Magic Kingdom fireworks always make me cry. Yeah. Because they're so... Well done. And Jeff's been to Disney. Like he went with Bert's Big Adventure, what did you say, 15 times? Yeah, I've probably been to the Disney parks close to two dozen times yeah. in my life. Yeah. So, and I've probably seen those fireworks a, a, a dozen times. More often than not, they make me cry, except for this year. The reason they didn't make me cry this year is because Ellie was so riveted by the fireworks that Callie and I spent the entire time watching Ellie watch the fireworks. And between the two of us, we probably took two dozen pictures or more, three dozen pictures during the fireworks show and not one of them were fireworks. And I think that is the definition of parenthood. Yeah, it was, um, we actually had someone stop us and say, I just want to let you know, I thought it was really cute that you guys were watching your daughter the entire time and not taking a bunch of pictures of fireworks that you'll never care about. Like you guys will have that memory forever. And I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Um, so that was really neat. And the last question that we got over and over and over again is how do we get our toddler to sit at the dinner table with no devices at a restaurant because we went to a fancy restaurant. It was our anniversary while we were gone. We went to like one of the nicer restaurants. It kind of overlooks um, Magic Kingdom. And Ellie, we did not pack any toys for her. We didn't pack. They didn't have coloring books because it's not like yeah. a super kid. I mean, it's kid friendly, but it's, it's they don't have crayons. Right. Um, and stuff like that. So I got the question probably a dozen or more times of how do you get her to sit at the table like that? Um, and I think one of them is we started early. Um, I took Ellie to restaurants like as soon as she was eating like real people food, I would take her like to dates on kind of nicer restaurants, like not necessarily expensive, but we go get like hummus and stuff like that together. And even when she was like 18 months old, I'm putting a napkin in her lap just as something that we just do at our house. And we also have dinner every night almost, um, but every night we have dinner together and there are no devices at our table. Jeff and I leave our phones, like there's no iPads, there's no whatever, because we want her to learn that you sit at a table and you have to make conversation with the people around you and entertain yourself for an hour or yeah. 90 minutes, which is, I'm not going to tell you it's easy. <laughs> It's not easy, like, but we're consistent. Callie and I didn't have any deep conversations during that meal. We were, everything was, most 90% of it was focused on Ellie. You know, there was no time that she was, but um, I will say that I think one thing that 
we have accidentally done really well. And I mentioned this yesterday, like she would go into the shops at Disney and not realize that anything in that shop could come home with us. Yeah. Because we never said the sentence, what do you want to bring home with us? Right. And she didn't realize that that was a shop where you could go buy anything. She thought it was just a place to visit. Right. I don't think she thinks it's an option for her to have our phones or our iPads at the table, a, a dinner table. And yeah. I think we don't, we never, whether we're out to eat or unless we're taking a picture of her, we don't have our phones out during meals. And I think that helps. And someone asked too, like, we want to start weaning our, you know, two-year-old off of like stuff at the table or what if we forget crayons or whatever. Do you have any advice for someone that want maybe started with iPad stuff because they wanted to enjoy their dinner and now they're trying to transition out of that? Oh, you're asking me? Yeah. I make every, I try to make, when in doubt, um, make your kid feel smart. So... I'll, if she's got, if it's like we're at the fancy dinner, if there's a salad in front of her, I'll ask her, um, how many red things are on your plate? And she'll count the tomatoes and I'll say, what are those? And she'll say, tomatoes. And I'm like, oh, I love potatoes. And she's like, no, tomatoes. I'm like, I know, potatoes. And it just, I, I don't know, I, I, w- I don't. I don't think that I'm really good at a lot of things in my life. But I, one thing I do, I think that I'm really good at is tricking two or three year olds into thinking they're having fun. Yeah, you really do that well, and and we ask her questions that are fun for her to answer. Yes, Jeff does really well with that. I kind of like we ask her questions about her day, or oh my gosh, do you see that crazy light over there? It's so bright. What color is that light? Now, is it fun for us? For me, no, not really, but we're consistent. And she was like squirming to get out of her chair, which I get it. Like kids are kids. They're going to like, I think we read something that said the two-year-old should be able to sit at the table for seven minutes or something like that. Um, We hold her to really high standards. When she gets out of her seat, we put her back in the seat because that's how you, you act at a restaurant. So it takes a lot of effort. It is not easy, but I think it'll pay off for us, hopefully, at some point, and for her. Well, I think it has paid off. Yeah. I mean, we went to a 90-minute fancy dinner, and she got out of her chair a couple times to come around the table and stand between you and I. Um, but other than that, she sat in her seat. And I think um, to skip back to, to the questions and stuff – just remember, it's. I think the com- conversation-wise, it's the same for everybody, whether you're one or 101. People, one, love to talk about themselves, and yes. two, they love to teach things. Yes. So if you are, and I wish, I don't know how I learned this with Ellie, but until pre-Ellie, I was always uncomfortable around Kids. toddlers. Yeah. I just didn't know what to do, and now... I've learned that the answer is just tell them to teach you something. Yeah. Hey, will you show me how you put a uh, the bre- the crouton on your fork? You know, because she doesn't like sometimes she like she'll scoop up a piece of vegetable. Yeah. You know, rather than stab it, and so I'll say, hey, how do you do that? Show me, and she just loves that. That that to me is the trick. Yeah. There's your trick. Good luck. I have an unpopular opinion. This is totally switching gears here, 
But I, Jeff, I need you to tell me, am I a biased millennial who loves sync, or is there merit to what I am feeling about the Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake current drama? Okay. Okay, so the drama is, if you don't know, you know, so Britney Spears' book has come out and she's like saying all these things about when they were dating and how badly he hurt her. And, you know, there was, they uh, supposedly got pregnant in that whole thing and whatever. There's a lot of things. And the clickbait headlines that I'm seeing everywhere are Justin's a jerk. You know, Justin, you know, is hiding out from with his family because this Britney Spears news is so devastating to him. And I got to tell you, I feel like they were 18 and 19 years old. Like, I don't feel like I'm not as shocked by all of this as everyone else seems to be, nor do I feel like we need to like, you know, like get super mad and cancel Justin Timberlake because of the way he acted when he was dating someone when he was 19. Yeah, I don't think we need to. I I don't think. Yeah, I think that was decades ago and. The past is the past. However, you do have to acknowledge that some of Justin Timberlake's empire is built on Britney Spears's back. He did step on her to climb himself up. Knowing, even in his 20s, knowing th- what he was doing. Yeah, I also feel like, I don't know. I just feel like, look, if we're looking back at my past and we're looking at me age like 18 to I'll say like 25, there's a lot of things that I did from 18 to 25 that I wouldn't want everyone and their mom to know, whether I was like rude to someone or in like a relationship where I kind of acted embarrassing or was like, you know, I I just wouldn't want that. like, Like matching denim suits. Like matching denim suits, and that I just wouldn't want everyone to know about. So I feel like I don't know. Maybe I'm being anti Team Britney here, but I just feel like yeah, everyone makes mistakes, especially when they're young. And he literally that was more than half of his life ago, right? So we don't need to all rally against Justin. So am I? Am I, I did, being? I am know. I being a millennial in sync fan here or? I didn't know that there was a rally against Justin. Thing. Oh, a lot I, of people are like, "Oh, but, he's so horrible!" And but like, they he, were uh, they were the Team Britney people before, right? Yeah, I don't think there's anybody. I don't. I don't know that the book is swaying a lot of opinions. Yeah, the Hatch Restore is your bedside sleep Sherpa. It's your ally in rest. This is an all-in-one dream machine. It is beautiful. It fits in with the decor of your room. It's a light and alarm clock, and it is going to guide you into the most wonderful sleep that you ever had. And good rest lets you be the best version of yourself. We are a Hatch family. We started when Ellie was born putting a Hatch sound machine in her room. We loved it so much, we took it on vacation with us. Then when she got version two of the original Hatch, we moved hers into our room and we recently just upgraded to the Hatch Restore. Look, grown-ups need great sleep too and that can be happening for you with the Hatch Restore. You're gonna sleep deeply with white, pink, or brown noise or other sleep sounds, whatever you like, nature sounds, 
all of that. And you're going to wake up with no jarring alarms. It's going to be a sunrise alarm clock that supports your natural sleep rhythms. You can get $20 off your purchase of a Hatch Restore and free shipping at hatch.co slash upside. Sleep deeply and wake gently with the Restore. Go to hatch.co slash upside to get $20 off and free shipping. That's hatch.co slash upside. Tis the season of cooking. At least that's what it feels like, right? Because either we have to cook for something or an event or something like that, or we're having people over. Maybe we're hosting people for the holidays. There's a lot of cooking that goes on. And you know what makes cooking a little more fun is when you love your cookware. Now, I have been a Caraway customer long before they were an advertiser of ours. And I was originally drawn to them because they're made without any toxic materials like PFAs, PTFEs, PFOAs, and other hard to pronounced chemicals, but they do have this gorgeous ceramic naturally slick service, which means that the cleanup is minimal and food glides off the plate. Okay. So that's one big reason why I found them and I like them. Then I realized that they come in the most beautiful colors. And sometimes we'll even leave our caraway pots and pans on the stove just out because it looks like a beautiful part of our decor because they have great um, colors to choose from that will fit into your life. Over 50,000 people have raved about their Caraway kitchen, and now is the time to try it for yourself. Visit carawayhome.com upside10 to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for our listeners, so visit carawayhome.com upside10 or use the code upside10 at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. We are now a HelloFresh family. What does that mean? Well, HelloFresh is delivering to our house meals ready to prepare. I love to cook. I love to do all the things in the kitchen. But sometimes I'm not prepared to make healthy meals for the family. Sometimes I just don't want to go to the store. So with HelloFresh, those meals and great easy-to-follow instruction cards come right to the doorstep. They go into the fridge until I'm ready to cook. On the menu this week, for Ellie, kids make and take pita pizzas. So good. And for the grown-ups, turkey and black bean chili, which is perfect timing because Callie has been in such a chilly mood for the past week. I looked at the recipe card, the prep time, only 10 minutes, thanks to HelloFresh, the cook time, 40 minutes, the pictures, mouth-watering, beautiful. I can't wait to try them. You can go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Upside, that's 50Upside, and use code 50Upside for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50Upside, and the code is 50% off for free shipping from HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Okay, tis the season of the Goop gift guide. And I know, especially when um, Gwyneth Paltrow first started Goop gift guides, people kind of love to make fun of them a little bit because they always do have some really over-the-top stuff in there. Like the, what is it, the Neiman Marcus one? That yeah, everyone, there's I, like a $50,000 gift that everyone always talks about. But the difference is that I think the Goop gift guide is, the whole Goop brand is a little pretentious. And a little, like, new-agey. I love it. 
I love it. I think it's fantastic. I found some of my gift guide stuff throughout the years from Goop, and they don't just have expensive stuff. They have, you know, some stuff that's yeah, like priced have, thirty to fifty bucks. They might have a fifty dollar, you know, coffee ground enema. But <laughs> just because it's fifty bucks, I don't want it. Just so you know. And they have stuff like a Louis Vuitton wardrobe trunk, seventy three thousand dollars, and that stuff seventy three hundred or seventy three thousand. Like the price of a new car, thousand. Seventy three thousand. Seven three comma zero 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 for a piece of luggage. Yeah. Uh huh. They have Chanel roller skates on there, fifty one hundred dollars. But I gotta tell you, I'm gonna brag on the Goop Guide extra this year because one of my girlfriends, my childhood friends since I was four, she was on the buying team for the Goop gift guide this year. And I am so proud to just be like, I know her. She helped put together the Goop gift have guide. You, have you talked to her about what that entails? Um, I've kind of watched a little bit on Instagram. Now, my friend is like very New York fashion fabulous. Like she is deep in like the art scene in New York and, and fashion. She's been written up in Vogue. She's like very accomplished. Um, she's worked at Barney's and, you know, been a buyer for, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but she loved it. And she told me, I was like, can you give me your favorites off of the gift guide? Um, and she's like the under hundred category is really hard. Um, but she s suggested they have things like, you know, those Laudarie macaroons that I'm obsessed with. Yeah. Um, they did a special collection for Goop. So there's something like that. Um, and she also really loved this diffuser that she mentioned. But anyways, I just wanted to share it because there are people behind the process and I know one of them. So Gwyneth Paltrow just doesn't handpick everything herself? No, but they do present it to her. Huh. Yeah. So they present, like they kind of put together the um, like gift guides or whatever. And then I think they go to her and like show her everything. And then she's the one that. I think has the final approval, but I would I imagine that if you take a meeting with Gwyneth Paltrow, she is hanging upside down like a bat <laughs> while people are misting her with melted Himalayan ice water and, <laughs> you know, feeding her grapes that have been pooped out by a rare emu yeah. that she keeps on her rare emu ranch and has flown in daily. Probably. I would love to be a part of that lifestyle. Anyway, uh, here are your three random things for today. Your first random thing is that there is a list out of what Americans are most afraid of in 2023. Here's your list. Top fears. Number one, corrupt government officials. I was actually shocked that that has been number one on the list for like a decade. Has it really? Uh-huh. Uh, number two, economic and financial collapse. Right. Uh, number three, Russia using nuclear weapons. Number four, the U.S. becoming involved in another world war. Um, and then number five behind all of that is someone I love becoming ill, which I feel like should be at the top of the list, but it's 2023 and here we are. Um, well, you don't have to worry about... Aunt Becky's funny looking mole if the entire world is going to be obliterated. That's true. You know what I mean? And then the number 10, the number 10 one, which is like number one for me right now, is not having enough money for the future, which oh I thought gosh. would be higher. Like that's number 10. That's That would be my number one also. Behind biological warfare, cyber terrorism, and corrupt government officials. Your second random thing, uh, Callie, you had the very best quote on this, so I'm going to steal it from your Instagram. This, people, is why we can't have nice things. 
a very popular section of the Blue Ridge Parkway where people go to look at their leaves uh, near Asheville, North Carolina, has been closed because there is a little bit of a uh, too friendly bear cub in the area that humans have been able to coax to come up to it and they've actually been hate people. feeding it and touching it. I hate people. Right? And taking pictures and posting them. Well, if that continues to happen, that bear's going to grow up from being a little bear cub to being a grown-up bear who thinks it's cool to walk up to you and go, hey, Doug, can I have a bite of your subway? Yeah. And uh, when Doug's like, no way, man, this is my foot long, the bear's just going to maul him. So you guys, these are wild, wild animals. animals. See, these are like the people that like trying to take selfies with bison. Like bison are wild. They're not supposed to be nice. They and live in the wild. It's only a matter of time. If they didn't close that highway to give the bear a chance to just go to forget about the fact that humans are feeding it in exchange for a hug and go back in the woods, it would only be a matter of time before uh, some, some, somebody lined up, you know, Skittles. Right. Like it was, uh, you know, a trail of Skittles to get the bear into the back of their car so they could drive it home and say, look, look what I picked up in Asheville. I feel like that should be an arrestable offense. I think it is. Is it? I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's arrestable, if but you... I, I know that in the state part, like in Yellowstone and stuff, if you, you can get in trouble for messing with the wildlife and this, Yellowstone's a national park, right? Yeah. And, and so is this Blue Ridge Parkway. It's all a national park. I also got to say... If you get mauled by a bison because you're trying to take a selfie with it and you're three feet away from it, right. I don't have a lot of sympathy for that because these are wild animals. We do enough harm to them as is. Leave them alone. All right. California is fighting invasive fruit flies by releasing a swarm of impotent males. <laughs> I just want to see your face when I said that. So here's the thing. So here's what they're doing. So fruit flies. Very annoying, very problematic, and they reproduce like bunnies, apparently, which makes them even more annoying. So California's solution is we're going to find a whole bunch of male fruit flies that physically can't reproduce and have them mate with the females. So they're doing their mating thing, but they're not actually making any babies. How? And that's how we're going to solve that problem. How much money could a good entrepreneurial fruit fly make by heading out to California with a little Viagra stand? <laughs> right now. If you know Tiniest any, entrepreneur. If you know any fruit flies who need some extra money, there you go. And those are your three random things. You are strong, you are brave, you are kind, and you always belong here.